Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch and co-host Calderness. We have quite the episode, a little bit of Scott Porter wrapping up the Hero Clicks for Huntington's event, checking out some iconics, a little bit of WizKids news, and answering a ton of listener questions. This is episode 466. Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional Hero Clicks help. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like 100 instant deadpan humor. Over they, uh, six people think I am funny. I'm your Captain America. That was just you in a costume. You absolute fools. Zimmy will be able to edit that out, I'm sure. That's cool because it's expensive. I'm going to make Hero Clicks like that forever. Are you kidding? <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and seal products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Use code DIAL5, D-I-A-L-5, 5% off your Cool Stuff Inc. order. And if you're shopping on the shop.wizkids.com, the official store for Hero Clicks by WizKids, you can use code DIALH10, that's D-I-A-L-H-10, for 10% off all of your Hero Clicks orders. And joining me, like always, in the studio is Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Yeah, they said we couldn't make it. They said we couldn't double our discount code, but we did it. That's right. And we, we didn't did. know we were doing it. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Years of dialing five. And now Over. it's dialing for 10. That tells you what inflation does. Eventually, that 5% became True. 10. You know, it was bound to happen. It's pretty incredible. Uh, like every week, we want to start off with what made us happy this last week. Simeon, what made you happy, my man? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say what made me happy this last week because this last week was actually. Um, it was a, a promo- promotional announcement for mental health. That's that's what I'll say. Um, oh. Everyone should keep their mental health in check and go to therapy when they need to. I'll say what's gonna make me happy this coming week, though. I am going uh, out of town. You could say Ooh. out of state, out of out of state of mind. I'm traveling to the only state in which, well, that I know of, uh, <laughs> mushrooms are illegal. Uh, no, I'm I'm going to Colorado, <laughs> not specifically what? for oh. that, but uh, okay. I will be going to Colorado, and I'll be I'll I'll have a few days to myself where I'll be able to see some sights. Um, maybe even a night or two where I can catch some like live music and stuff. I really like Colorado. I like the Fort Collins area, especially. Uh, and then uh, obviously like Colorado Springs and Manitou Springs, some of like the most beautiful areas in Colorado, in my opinion, Denver, not the biggest fan of, but technically has the yeah. most stuff happening. So but yeah, uh, I'm excited to go. I'm excited to uh, get away from the, uh, the normal job and go and do some stuff down there and uh, also just the first trip that I've taken this year we're five months in and uh, yeah this is going to be like Ooh. the first actual outing that I do which is well that's good yeah it's good to good to stretch the legs I might even go for a hike possibly they are pretty beautiful out there I haven't been to Colorado in years. I don't know where Garden of the Gods is at in reference to anything, but that was a really beautiful area. It's in, uh, to right outside of like around. Manitou Springs. It's in that is same that area. Yeah. Okay. So there Which you go. Is, if you want to ask like geographically and where in Colorado, I don't know. Mid mid <laughs> yeah. to south center. 
but yeah, Garden of no, the Gods is no that's a great hike. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's less of a hike and more of like a trek because it's mostly flat ground. But it is, yeah. It's a it's a lot to walk around. There's a lot of big cool things to walk around. Yeah, there's like big sideways slab things coming out yeah. of the earth. It's pretty pretty sick. Like no, Colorado is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of danger in yeah. my hike. A little. <laughs> Well, I like that that constant threat of potential 127 hours type stuff going on yeah, during my hike. Yeah. That's what I like. That's what like I want. On the hike. walking path, I hope to get pinned and like no one knows pinned. where I'm at. On <laughs> the walking path. Exactly. No, uh, when I was a child, I think we were staying in Boulder, but I can't like it was way too long ago. Can't remember. Uh, I just remember like essentially the main street of the town being shut down because a like caribou okay. or moose or some large deer-ish creature it was not an elk or a deer but it was like big it was just wandering down main street and so we were like trying to get on main street and traffic was backed up in both directions because like yeah there's just mm. this wandering moose just like making his way what is gonna, what that's a gonna be silly. me that's gonna be me this next <laughs> week i'm gonna be the wandering moose see me and bruce the wandering moose yep that's me always has trade market label it <laughs> Make a t-shirt out of it. <laughs> if you're an artist, draw Simeon as a moose. I guess a moose with a very, very big beard and hair. Mm. Glasses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. And probably like a a pale ale in one hand. A pale ale in one hand. One a very, very interesting graphic tee. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Any <laughs> graphic Too much going on. Way probably, too, way too Probably much trying on. to get into a indie band venue or something. Yeah, there you go. Depending on the weather, a little beanie or something. Just that you just feel oh, yeah, free to yeah. have fun with it. Just mess, just mess around with it if you're an artist. Just mess around with the idea. I, I look forward to the submissions that you are definitely going to send to us on facebook.com slash dial H for Heroclix or on Twitter at dial H4. That's the number four Heroclix at twitter.com. I'm sure that totally will happen that someone will send us that art. Uh, but anyways, man, now I really want to see that. I might even commission someone to do that because it would be really hilarious to give you when you get back. Uh now, what made me happy this last week? This last week was Mother's Day. I know technically our podcast came out after that, this last podcast, but we re- recorded that before Mother's Day. Ooh, ah, ooh, secrets. Ooh, how did that happen? Ooh, magic of editing and whatnot. Uh, no, Mother's Day was awesome. My parents came down. Uh, so me, my little brother, my mom and dad, we all kind of hung out. We went to Spielbound for the first time. That place is pretty nifty. We played some board games for a couple hours. Yeah, they got uh, a lot by, of They do. They do have a lot. Uh, at first, I was like, ah, $6 to just play board games. I can do this at home with the ones I have at home because <laughs> I know what we're going to do. We're going to play the ones we already know how to play because we don't want to have to learn how to play any new ones, <laughs> which is what we <laughs> which is what we kind of ended up doing, uh, except one of the workers, uh, I forget her name, but she was like, well, if you guys want a quick, easy game to like learn how to play, here's one. And it's something I don't forget what it's called, but it's a spice trading game it's probably literally called spice trader or something but you have these four little bowls uh with little wooden cubes and those are your spices and there's action cards you use on your turn to gain more spices or trade in spices and you take i called them mission point cards because the highest ones were 20 uh you would take these mission point cards that would basically add up to your overall score like your victory points for the game and once someone had six of those uh whoever was the first player 
from his left to her left would just everybody would get one more turn so everybody got the same amount of turns um after somebody got six mission point cards and so then you would add up everything all the gold you got all the mission point cards and the score on all of them and then any leftover spices you had ooh ah and you would just see who won the game with the amount of points victory points they had it was very simple it was pretty fun and you could actually play it super quick because your turns were they kind of even had a clearing turn so you got all these cards which gave you actions to do but you could only ever do one action per turn and once you use that card you had to put it in your discard pile but you could get it back you would just have to take a turn to rest to clear oh. you did nothing else but pick up all your cards again so you could kind of get in the flow where it's like okay give me one cinnamon i burned my cinnamon card uh okay i want to trade up for two wheat or whatever i burned my wheat card and then it's like all right um well i still need more cinnamon and more wheat so i will rest this turn and the next turn i will start the process over again it was a really fun game and i forget what it's called but it was a cool game and then after that, we went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh, yeah. Um, which is pretty good, actually. I was really surprised because Marvel's been uh, missing a lot more these past five years than hitting. Yeah. It's, honest. It's really hard so, to... And I, I don't blame like the studio or anything, but it's really hard to come from like such a high point, such a peak that they built up for, yeah. what, like 12 years? Yeah. And it's hard to like come back down to normal and be like, we're going to build up to the next thing without being boring and lame. It's really hard yeah. to do that. It's, I, some would say impossible. <laughs> but I have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But what I have heard is that it's in like the top of all MCU films. Yeah, it was it was really good. I so I didn't like Guardians two when it came out, and I still kind of don't like Guardians two that much. Uh, I thought Ego was like a very weak villain. Um, great actor again, obviously, but the whole Ego thing was just like okay, I don't like care that much about Ego Wild as that a villain. Peter Quill did not recognize Kurt Russell. I know, makes no sense. He would have had to have seen the thing, nineteen eighty two, and Escape from New York. How could he have not? Yeah. Uh, but, man, Guardians 3, although High Evolutionary isn't a villain that I was necessarily scared of or threatened by because his villainy is very self-contained, and people may think that's necessarily wrong that I'm saying it's self-contained, but it is kind of self-contained. It really doesn't affect the rest of the galaxy. Um, but, man, he, the actor, was able to show so much range being the high evolutionary just as this one character you, we saw so many aspects of the character of his specific breed of villainy and it made it so interesting and man it was great and all of the guardians were fantastic and phenomenal in it it provides a great story i i don't want to say any spoilers but they they forget about one thing that a character can do which would have solved this whole little side bit they did near the end of the movie and i'm like all right well none of this matters because they can just do that but we're gonna pretend like it does matter even yeah. though we know they can do that and they've done that a million times but okay fine whatever um and besides that i but i seriously enjoyed it i liked it more than guardians 2 i thought the setting was great the pacing was great there were really cool epic moments like in guardians 2 like in the uh the yondu and rocket raccoon killing all the people all the ravagers in the ship there's a moment-esque to that which is really good and enjoyable they bring it back 
like Sylvester Stallone and a few of the other Ravagers. We get a little piece, little, little snippet of Howard yeah. the Duck. So it's like all the stuff is checked off for what I want to see in the Guardians movie. And it's like super enjoyable and the stakes are really cool. So I enjoyed would that. You, would you want a spinoff with the OG Guardians? I mean, like Stellarax and like, you know, like those I, guys. I'd be cool with it, you know? Because I, I don't. Even though they know. made Ravagers. Right. I think that they have like a place that like where they could like obviously you can't do like a too much of a throwback because otherwise you're just like CGI everything. Yeah. Stallone's really old. He's getting up there. He's getting but up there. I do think it'd be amazing to see like that OG uh, Guardians like roster, like so called like roster, whatever the comic I roster. Think that'd be really cool. Um, I think yeah. if they brought in aspects of like Guardians three thousand. With yeah. obviously this is biased, you know. I'm going to say major victory. It'd be cool uh, and stuff like that. It could actually make for a really that little bit of a time travel-y aspect or futury aspect with them would be really cool. Besides that, they have an interesting power set. I don't know what powers Starhawk technically has in this one. Uh, doesn't have the weird swapping places with Alita, probably, but um, he has some kind of power, or maybe he is just Sylvester Stallone in a cool suit. <laughs> but one of them is straight up like a magician very Doctor Strangey magician guy, right? So, like, he's there. There's, like, Stellarax. Yeah, there's the, the dude made out of, like, crystal. The, the like, diamondy crystal guy. Yeah. What, Charlie 13 Yeah, he's, like, Charlie 27. Charlie, Charlie yeah, number. Charlie 27. He's one of the Charlies, and he's, one like, of them big, Charlies. strong, chonk boy that's yeah. real thick. He's gonna hit you with his diamond hands. Something. And there's a little little floaty Miley Cyrus head that can, yeah. uh, <laughs> that can help help you out which is was recast to a twilight sparkle head because they made uh tara strong her voice now instead of miley cyrus which is just so sad but that's okay i think it's, probably because she was in the booth you know, that day there's they were like, gonna be another not there's gonna be a, oh, another no, hill to climb please. it's not always about the destination oh gosh sometimes but it's the climb that is that is what me. Oh, I do should shout out the one last thing that also we did that day was go to Cold Stone, and I had a Reese's chocolate peanut butter shake, and man, it really kicked butt. <laughs> and of course, it was like twelve thousand calories uh, in one little oh, little yeah. bit of ice cream. Yeah, it really. The one was thing you can awesome. count on Cold Stone being is some thick ice cream. It's, it's so dense. They oh my gosh! Yeah, they don't pull punches with that ice cream. It's it's almost it's like fudge that melts faster than normal fudge that's basically Dude, the consistency of their it's ice cream. It's wild it's thick ice cream but yeah we can go ahead we can end what made us uh, happy this week let's jump into the news Simeon, you got some pretty cool stuff pulled up why yeah. don't we get into that so we'll we'll go kind of in order here. Uh, we're gonna go over Scott Porter did an update for the HeroClix for Huntington's. Don't you dare call it the ROC Cup. It is HeroClix for Huntington's tournament. Uh, he said, "Hey all, Scott Porter here with a couple quick announcement." Um, so the event weekend was a huge success, and between um, let's see between. The tournaments, auctions, battle royals, both online and in-person, charity problem controls, and direct donations. They raised over 50000 But with Heroclix for Huntington's, uh, also having the Scott Porter figure, the 
um, both the Power Bomb variant and the Heroclix for Huntington's variant, which is the one that already sold. Sold, excuse me. Uh, they're at like seventy, yeah, over seventy thousand. He said. Uh, that being said, mm. to the date right now, the charity initiative has raised over seventy thousand in twenty twenty three alone. Uh, in previous years, we've been hitting like the high thirty thousand ish mark. So this quite literally has doubled, I think, at least what last year did. Maybe not quite doubled what the first year did, but definitely from last year it's been doubled, which is an insane jump. Um, obviously, huge in part to Wiz Kids. Uh, so the first thing that he wants to say is that um, the Heroclix for Huntington's t-shirt is now available uh, total sizing run from extra small to 6XL. It's $20 and will continue to be a be available for the whole month of May, which means you have a few weeks left to like to order this if you're interested. It's twenty dollars, mostly goes to charity, and then you get a free T-shirt. Well, you get a you get a T-shirt with charity donation. Um, sales end June first. If you're interested in picking one up, you can go to HeroClicksForHuntingtons.com and purchase them on the store link there. And then all proceeds above production costs go directly to the HDSA. Um, the extra thing that I think is like really interesting. Um, so I'm going to jump to this one first. Uh, so speaking of the hero clicks for Huntington's version of Scott Porter, he says he has word that the power bomb Scott Porter variant figure zero zero one is going to have its production run expanded as well. While I don't know the exact run, I know it will be more than the 1000 originally planned. That figure will be available for purchase September 1st, so keep your eyes open for more news from official WizKids channels later this summer. So September 1st is when the quote-unquote powerbomb Scott Porter variant figure, the 001, okay. is going to be dropping. And so that's pretty exciting. Uh, they're going to be increasing the drop from what it originally was to probably more. Who knows? They might double it. They might go triple it. Like I, I don't know. Like the the zero zero two Scott Porter, uh, which is the Huntington's variant that sold out within forty five minutes, and then another like additional three minutes when they like held back some. So who knows how much they're improving or adding to this production? But I'd at least assume that they're doubling it. That makes the most sense is to double it because yeah, if something sells out do. in forty-five minutes, yeah, double the it's next. It's kind of like I, I don't know how their factory ordering goes, but it's like ah, let's just do a quick reorder on that thou. All right, perfect. I don't right, know that's what <laughs> yeah. they would do. But it seems pretty simple. Just to yeah, you remember that order we just put in? Uh, can you please double it? <laughs> just yeah. another. I'll also order one of those, please. Um, yeah, thank you. So. Going back to his second point, uh, he says his, our awesome racer family garage map, and then in uh, parentheses, purple ring general release, which I don't know what that means, but there's only one no thing idea. that purple ring normally means. So I will say the hero clicks for Huntington's, uh, the logo is purple ringed. He does mm. say purple ring general release. There's never been a purple ring map, but the only thing we've ever had quote unquote purple ringed in uh, Heroclix is like, you know, non-tournament legal. Uh, but anyhow, he says that is still available in our store as well as the end of the May. 
sales ending June 1st as well. So if you missed out on that map, it's not too late. Go to HeroClicksForHuntingDiz.com and you can find it there. And then third, as far as the Scott Porter, Scott Porter figures go, a lot of people missed out on the black t-shirt or the HeroClicks for Huntington's variant, number 002, which they released first, so it should have been 001, uh, of the Scott mm. Porter direct-to-consumer HeroClicks figure. It's sold out in record time for WizKids. I'm here to let you know that there will be an additional batch made. I don't know the exact number. That's up to WizKids, but keep your eyes out for more news on the front from WizKids very soon. So we don't have any dates. We don't have any numbers. I would assume because they're increasing the second Scott Porter variant figure that's being released, uh, they're increasing it from an additional thousand. I'm assuming that's going to be doubled because I'm, I don't know. Yeah. But I assume that a thousand is probably like a cheap mark if you're going to make a huge run of something. Mass produced. Yeah. I'm assuming they're going to make another thousand at least of the second, but obviously we will have to stay and wait and see if there's any post on that. But if you missed the Heroes for Huntington Scott that sold out within like 48 minutes combined, whatever, whatever, there is going to be a second run and they don't know how much, but I would assume WizKids would at least do the exact same run, if not more. So I would assume a thousand to like plus a thousand or maybe you know, who knows. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if there's anything about the map that got commented, but I, I want to figure that out. Yeah. But, but yeah, he just, he just like in parentheses, a, uh, purple ring variant. And I'm like, purple ring. Hmm. hmm. I know. So we should have said this like a few episodes ago, right off the basis, but iconics with a purple tab is not equal to a purple ring. Iconics oh, with a purple yeah, tab big, have uh, purple rarity, which is a previously never seen before rarity, but a purple ring means it's a promo figure. Nothing since about 2013, uh, yeah, 2015, time. has had a promo rarity ring, and it's only the ring that's ever been a promo rarity. Yes. Tabs are new, and I assume they're just doing it to distinguish it from like LEs, and because like for a while they've been sense. struggling with like, is this an LE? Is this a you know starter set? Should it have a common color, a bronze tab? Blah blah blah. I assume they're just distinguishing it that way. But there's been way too many people online all over the place confused about this, and it the purple tabs on Iconics do not mean that they are promo rarity and they are right. 100% legal for tournament play as long as they fit into that normal nor tournament play. But that's that's everything for the uh, Heroclix for Huntington's update. Obviously, go to hdsa.org slash Heroclix if you want to donate. Go to heroclixforhuntingtons.com if you want to pick up a shirt or if you want to pick up one of those maps and then as always, keep an eye out for the Scott Porter figures. We know one is supposed to be dropping September 1st. I'm assuming around 10, 11, 12, like the last one did, but who knows? And then the rerun yeah. of the Heroclix for Hunting Scott variant. Um, who knows when that one's going to drop, but we'll have more news when that comes out. Okay. Well, right on, Simeon. Kind of speaking lot. of... 
of all of that and here looks runnington's like scott porters and stuff and where you can buy them Ooh ah that's right hey the whiz kids website updated their shipping to an extra 200 countries it's pretty incredible actually it's really sweet i i don't think we have like a full list i know they posted an article about it saying some specific ones about how now if you go to the hero click shop on heroclicks.shop.wiskits.com or shop.wiskits.com probably slash hero clicks i would they say did have uh, a promo it'll show it point. uh yeah so, so right now they have a uh, a batman promo which is the batman and jaro so they do um, have their full list of international shipping non-usa orders if you Ooh. go to uh, the full the full link is shop.wizkids.com slash pages slash shipping dash policy. Mm. But okay, if, if I did you go to that. The, yeah, you took get, me that. I did find it. Albania, uh, Algeria, Andorra, Angola, Anguilla, Antigua, and Barbuda. I mean, yeah. It's, no, keep going. Uh, no, Argentina, the, uh, Armenia, Aruba, yeah. Australia, Austria, Azerbaijan, uh, Azerbaijan. Bahamas, Bahrain, like mm. some of these countries, I was like, this is, do uh, they play hero? Do they play hero clicks there? <laughs> I mean, probably play sells D&D more there. than clicks, but yeah, I'm like, yeah. Barbados, Barbados, a big hero clicks country. In the Barbados, I wouldn't mind worlds being in Barbados. There's Belgium, Belize. That would be, yeah. uh, that'd be pretty unique. Botswana, uh, man, this country I didn't even know existed. Djibouti, I. I apologize you if you're from there. Djibouti. Did what to who? D-G-D-J-I-B-O-U-T-I. Djibouti. Djibouti. Yeah. Yeah. Welp. Sorry Egypt. for that if you're... Oh, hey, I know that one. Let's hold worlds inside the Sphinx. I don't they know went hollow, there in my favorite anime, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> when JoJo's Bizarre Adventure set gets released. Oh, my gosh. We'll please. Egypt, and we Please. Will... We'll play a game on top of the Sphinx and then get permanent. That would be banned. so cool. You guys have no idea how cool that would be. Man, Iceland, if India, not for literally Indonesia, just us. Iraq, Ireland, Isle of Man. Wait, wait, wait. We got to see. Um, like the Isle of Dogs? Oh my gosh, it's their Calder. <gasps> they shipped to Vatican it? City now. Yo! Yo! <laughs> All right. We can play one-on-one with the Pope. With Let's the Pope. do it. Oh my gosh. I Let's challenge you, Pope. Pope Francis, I hereby <laughs> challenge you to a game of hero clicks. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Man, but literally, like the list is massive. Like it's a lot. It I love it. It literally impresses me because I can't name two hundred countries. I can name two hundred countries if I look at this list. But I mean, mm. just off the top of my head. Show, show. Like call me Call me dumb or, uh, you know, non-intellectual for not knowing 200 countries off the top of my head. But it's a that's a lot. That's a huge list. And there's countries that I quite literally have never heard of on this list, which is wild to me that they're yeah. shipping there now. And it's pretty awesome. Uh, but, yeah, and in- included in that, they're in uh, they're expanding their distribution. Not only are they going to distribute through the normal uh, Diamond and Alliance distributors, but they're also going through GTS and PHD, which is Peachside Hobby mm. Distribution, 
and I don't know what GTS stands for. They didn't say, but but yeah, if you for whatever reason are in a location that gets distribution from GTS or PhD Peachside Peach State Hobby Distribution, you can reach out to them and also get HeroClix specifically HeroClix products from those two distributors. Um, okay, their website those ones that we were listing off that's specifically uh their website shipping to them so that doesn't necessarily mean hero clicks but it is really cool right. it's a huge list all i know you is- know i just think it again helps people get hero clicks all over the world yeah or at least I- an extra ipf countries. has their work cut out for them if uh oh yeah we're expanding like this kazakhstan man we whoa could get we could get that really cool guy what's his name borat yeah we could get Borat oh, as world man. champion because he's totally. That real. guy is so funny and so like <laughs> that humor just never gets old. I, yeah. I could listen to my wife all day. That's yeah. literally so funny. It's definitely not aged. Um, no, you know. it's aged super well. That's the best part. Is it's, it's aged it's super, aged super well. well and it's still super poignant <laughs> in the year twenty twenty three. People constantly yeah. think oh, yeah. about Borat. Oh, of uh, course. It's the name Why of my one. Um, my my coworker didn't know that Spain was a country. I told him that. No there was people in Europe that speak Spanish, and he was like, "Hispanics in Europe?" And I, no, <laughs> I was no. like, "There's a, you know, there's a country called Spain, right?" And he was like, "Oh, that's so Spanish bad. Italians." And I was like, "What are you talking?" About? I literally had to sit back and just laugh at him for quite a while. Dude, that's that uh, is kind of terrible. It makes me feel better because I don't recognize ninety percent of these names. Uh, nice. Most of, Papua New Guinea. Uh, New Guinea sounds familiar. Yeah. I I never liked Old Guinea, but, but New Guinea, New Guinea rocks. is pretty sweet. Let's be so, real. Yeah, it's kind of baller. Yeah. No, there there's a ton of stuff on this list. Um, who we have a South Korea? Do we have a North? I doubt mm. it. I highly doubt it. There's literally no way. Nope. Surprise! <laughs> Surprisingly, just Norway, no North. Uh, but yeah, no, it is awesome. They're shipping out to literally two hundred plus countries at this point, and yeah, if anyone in any of those two hundred countries use code Dial H ten, they get ten percent off their HeroClix orders. You. If you HeroClix are shipped five. there, there's there's still an embargo on like HeroClix for. Uh, intellectual property reasons at certain places, but still, oh, still interesting, very cool. Well, right on. Shall we talk a little bit about the iconics and yeah, all those funny things that have been showing off? We're not going to get super deep into all the dials, guys. No, but they're on most of the websites you would pretty, find uh, dials. There's some pretty fun ones. I want to talk about. Thanos a little bit more so his effect his dial's pretty much like all right cool big reducer big attack damage he actually has actually a pretty unique Thanos style but we're not going to really get into it um he has a scattering of powers which works because his trait the gauntlet completed lets him choose a standard power on his card and he can use it until your next turn that's kind of neat he's got some damage powers got some cool attack powers etc etc you just choose them so it's it's cool his coolest thing, though, is his trait called just Snap. So when Thanos takes damage, you give him a gem token for each click of damage taken. So it can ramp up pretty high. Power, once per game, remove six gem tokens from Thanos. 
If you do, each player divides their opponent's forces characters' cards into two piles. So you take your opponent's cards, you make two piles out of them. Each player then chooses a pile of their own forces cards and deal three unavoidable damage to all characters other than Thanos, whose cards are in the chosen pile. It doesn't say, like, try to make equal piles or anything. I assume you probably will try to make equal piles, uh, where it's just like, oh, man, that's a lot. of but Three unavoidable damage is kind of hilarious. Uh, I love this. This is such a unique game, like, mechanic. Uh, taking the cards, making two piles, and being like, Literally yeah, that one. One half of them in half. Yeah, half <laughs> your force. There's no, the but snap. Like, it's really cool. The craziest thing is, like, so each player divides their opponent's forces, character cards, into two piles. It doesn't say evenly. Oh, that's that's weird that it says I say assume evenly. they mean, like, as evenly as you can, because otherwise it's like, I can put one card here where I know you don't want this guy damaged, and then I could put, like, six other cards here where that total is now 18 unavoidable damage in this pile oh compared to three. Are you like, going to blow these guys up? You know, blow up. Yeah, I can see that being a potential like situation. Uh, but then it's cool because like none of this is blind. It's not like you're picking a blind pile or you're picking like cards at random. Oh, not like you're shuffling and trying both to make you, notes. Like, yeah, both oh. of you get to like do this, and this is each time he takes damage, or no, it's not. Yeah, each it's kind time. of nutty. It's potentially. Um, he would have to well, take it's a once per game six effect. times. Yeah, so yeah. It, would, it would be. Potentially, he takes damage six we only, times. We only cut the deck, yeah. Oh, I think, I think there's definitely ways to trigger this in like silver and stuff. Uh, but no, it is hilarious to me. I just, I really enjoy it. I think it's really thematic. It reminds me of like Zoran the Tester, where he did like a bunch of stuff oh, yeah. before the game even began. Um, but yeah, this. This Thanos dial, it's the di dial itself isn't like anything crazy other than the fact that he can have like one power that's printed on it any time he wants. The thing that's crazy is the snap, which is what the iconic part is for because it got the big yeah. snap effect. He's the iconics, Mr. Iconics over there. So yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's Thanos. I just think it's a really cool ability. We're not going to get into his dial, but that's all I really wanted to talk to him about. Simeon, who do you... Yeah, so we're going to get into Nightfall Ooh! after all these weeks of waiting. Somebody had these dials the whole time, but finally, finally, they've been released. <laughs> yeah. So Iconic's Nightfall is going to come with a Batman, a Bane, and an Azrael. So Azrael's whole thing is um, he has an effect that says opposing characters of the highest point value on their force can't draw lines of fire to him. Uh, if multiple opposing characters are tied for the highest point value, none of them can draw a line of fire to Azrael. And then he has traded sidestep with that. He has traded willpower. When he uses it and succeeds, he can choose one to last until your next turn. Damage he deals can't be reduced below one. So that's any damage he deals. And then when he attacks after resolutions, heal him one click for each hit character. That's the other option that he can choose. Um, but the damage can't be reduced below one. It's really good if you combine really it with good. his attack power, which is Smoke Cloud. Smoke Cloud is free, but only to generate two. And then at the end of your turn, you deal one damage to each opposing character occupying a terrain marker generated by him. So you could potentially carry him up 
if he if he hits his willpower, you could like carry him across the board, free smoke, and then deal one damage to somebody that's now occupying yeah. his smoke. Yeah, which is, it's cool. He's sixty five points, so maybe he's a little overcosted. He does have like a top heavy dial, in my opinion. Um, yeah, with not a lot else going on, he's got like he's got some interesting stuff, but that's really his like big trick. And then the healing ability, Bane. And I, I Dude, have to get into cool, man. I have to get into Bane's dial really a little cool. bit because it's a very static dial, but it's a very interesting dial. So the first four clicks, what you pay for, is clicks seven through ten is what you're paying for. A Bane, that's a vampire essentially, but not quite. Uh, so clicks seven through ten, he has stealth, TK, super senses, and then a special damage power, which is wear down the bat, outwit. When Bane uses it, he may draw a line of fire and count range from the square of a friendly character that shares a keyword with him. His keywords are Arkham City, or Arkham Asylum, jeez, Gotham City, Underworld, and Brute. He's 75 points. He has the Batman enemy team ability. But you start on click seven. You get to free, so at any point in the game, free, roll a d6, heal Bane equal to the result, so up to six. If the result was three through six, you give him an overdose token. Bane may heal past his starting line this way, so you could potentially turn one, turn him to click one if you roll a six. Otherwise, it's somewhere between one through six. And I'll get into that a little bit. But uh, you give him an overdose token. Uh, at the end of your turn, deal Bane one unavoidable damage for each overdose token he has. And then he also has a trait that is combat reflexes, so all of his stats for close attacks are plus two, or all of his defenses for close attacks are plus two. Willpower, and then when he KOs an opposing character or succeeds at willpower, you remove an overdose token from him. So you can't get an overdose token and remove it with willpower the same turn, but you absolutely can get one and KO a friendly or an opposing character the same turn. Because his top dial, so from clicks one through six, the clicks that you heal through, he has charge, super strength, impervious, and close combat expert. His top dial for 75 points, he goes to an 8, 13, 19, 4 with traded combat reflexes and close combat experts. So he's actually a 14 for 5 for close attacks and a 21 defense for close attacks. It is insane. Uh, It does deal him unavoidable damage but I think people are going to really try and make this guy work I think he's got a lot of interesting stuff going on Uh, and then Batman to quickly go over Batman um, he has when opposing character can't use the Batman team ability heals after resolutions you may heal Batman one click this trait can be used while Batman is off the map that'll make sense later when Batman would be KO'd except by this trait, instead turn him to click 8. Click 8 is not a click that he actually has a dial on. That's a KO click. So, yeah, just keep that in mind. Um, at the beginning of your turn, if Batman is on this card and no other friendly characters have the Batman team ability, KO him. Otherwise, he is. if he's not on the KO click, you may place him adjacent to a friendly character that has the Batman team ability, Protected Pulse Wave. So... That works in conjunction with his other trait. That is leadership perplex when Batman uses leadership. Oh, no, not that trait. Let's see. Oh, it's when he would be KO'd. Jeez. I already read over it. So when he would be KO'd, except by this specific trait, which 
the way he's KO'd by this trait is if there's no people with the Batman ally team ability. You instead turn him to click 8, and then he heals one click for every time somebody that doesn't have the Batman ally team ability is healing. So you can do this every turn. So it takes two turns at least, or two heals, I should say. It's not technically two turns. It's it could be like five heals in a turn or more. Uh, but it takes two heals from somebody that doesn't have the Batman ally team ability to get him to click six, which is his first non KO click where you can bring him back in. But you don't have to bring him back in on that. You can keep healing him up until whatever click, and he's not technically KO'd or scored until you lose every figure. So even if you're playing this guy and you have enough other Batman ally team ability people on the map, if your opponent doesn't table your entire team or everyone with this, they don't get these 60 points. Um, the other thing that he has is when he he has leadership perplex, when he uses leadership and succeeds, in addition to his leadership working as normal, he can also generate a bystander on this card into a square within range, which is five, and the bystanders on this card have max one, but he can keep generating if he wants to. There's an Alfred that has support, defend. It's an 18 defend. Uh, there's a Nightwing that is a charge, quake, super senses piece. An Oracle that is a sidestep, smoke cloud, autonomous prob control piece. And then mm. there is a Robin that is a running shot, in cap, four range, one lightning bolt, combat reflexes. Obviously, Robin always being the weaker of them like the, the yeah the really weak but uh yeah you can tell any no damian wayne robin not damian wayne he'd have been like <laughs> flurry blades exploit this is yeah. like some tim drake robin is, stuff yeah, going on tim, here tim drake or uh what's his face crowbar kid that yeah. one yeah one of them robins yeah red hood in the future whatever uh yeah yeah, no one wants the in cap piece, but if you have all the rest of them spit out, you might as well make him. Oh. Uh, no, I think they also my gave order goes Oracle, Oracle autonomous because yeah. they knew you weren't going to costed smoke. No, an Oracle with autonomous smoke and prob is awesome. She has six that range really so that's better than normal prob. Uh, Alfred with a printed eighteen defend. He had, he does have energy explosion, but you're probably not ever attacking with him. You're probably like supporting and defending and stuff. And then Nightwing. He can't do a whole lot of damage. He's an 11 for 3, but he does clear debris or clear uh, blocking terrain with Quake. So um, that's always useful. Yeah. I I don't know. I think this uh, iconic set, more so than the previous ones that we've seen, I think this is the, like, the most complete. Like, Azrael's kind of just like hanging out. Doesn't make sense. But it's like the most complete uh, iconic set that just has such a good design and it's insanely cool like the way they did bane's venom pump where he heals but like if he overdoses he can eventually like build up to six overdose tokens and then just die in a turn essentially that's insane that's cool yeah i really like that i dig it i think this is a really fun set and i will have to say probably the best looking set between just a solid Batman, a beautiful Azrael with his cape and everything, a really, really sick Bane breaking the 
back of Batman. Like this is just a really aesthetically pleasing set. Their cards also might be my favorite cards. The Bane with the big red crack oh, going yeah. down it. The, the Batman bat computer type card. I forget what Asriel's looks like. Um, but like they all look so cool. Like I I love it. I really like this yeah, set. I really like the the design that is like after Spider Man, like the pointy Spider Man meme ones, I really like yeah. the card designs. Because that one was just like a web with the hollow foil. It's very Most simple. Most of them have done more interesting stuff with the cards. It's like, then. yeah, this is the first version. And like that, you know, that's cool. That's all right. But you can kind of just tell, like, oh, yeah, it's the first version. But these ones, man, they are sick. I mean, like, just as as a complete set, they are quite beautiful to look at. And I, I really like them. Yeah. But, all right. Am I missing? Is there another Marvel Iconics besides Thanos? No. <laughs> we, you didn't see well, it's that just been Spider-Man right? and... Well, yeah. We, we already covered Spider-Man and Wolverine. Yeah, so. we've already seen those. It's so, yeah, I think we're, Thanos. We're good, right? Yeah. I think that's it for news. We can just go ahead and move on to... Well, we do have Bat Slap. Oh, nope. I... Oh, that's right, Bat Slap. I, I forgot. That was like that's for some reason I was like Marvel dials, Marvel dials. Oh, that's right, the Bat Slap, the interrupting. Yeah. Um, all I'll say for Bat Slap is that yeah. Batman is he's fifty five points. He's got an interesting dial, and I think it's a good dial. I think for the points, it's a very solid dial. He has one very interesting trait, and it's interrupting slap. Once per turn, when an adjacent opposing character is given an action, you may immediately roll a d6. So an action includes move actions, includes power actions, includes free actions. So anytime an opposing character that's adjacent to this Batman is given any of those, once per turn, you can pick, you roll a d6, and on a 4 through 6, so 50-50 chance that action has no effect and after resolutions you deal that character one damage so the one damage probably doesn't do a whole lot but straight up denying somebody uh like pulse wave or running shot or charge or literally anything like it it also works with that thanos snap where uh that is a for him to do the snap it's power once per game you can just slap him and be like, right. nah. You were going to take a power action? No, I rolled. And my my roll was a four. So, like, Batman <laughs> has slapped Thanos and he can no longer snap the board in half. Um, that's the most interesting thing about this. Batman, he has a great dial. But, like, just look at it if you want to. The Robin that yeah. comes with him does some fun stuff. He has, uh, the first time he would be KO'd, you instead turn him to click six, which is after a KO line, so it's not a normal click that you get to. And then he, on that click, he has, uh, when he's KO'd by an opposing character, after resolutions, deal that character one unavoidable damage. And that's, don't hit me, I'm just a kid. So not only does he not get KO'd right away, he also goes to a click where when somebody does KO him, he deals him one unavoidable. So, Oh, how nice. Yeah, pretty fun. But I, I think compared to the... I think compared to Nightfall, the Batman and Robin slap, whatever you want to call it, uh, the Bat slap, it's just a fun it's one. Not as, not Nightfall cool. is Nightfall's like a a need to own, a need to shelve kind of one. Right. Yeah, Nightfall's just, oh baby, it's so beautiful. But 
All right, now that we're done, oh, do I mention weird Robin? I suppose we can talk about Robin just a little bit. Uh, I will say one quick thing about Batman. I love all of his uh, Bat- Superman enemy, pretend to be Superman's friend, trade yeah. shape change. All the Superman hate. Pretending I'm all about Superman, Superman's friend, revenge slapping, squad, keyword. Slapping Robin out. when he talks about yeah. Superman. Yeah, how dare you? How dare you, Robin? It's hilarious. Yeah, I think it's really cool. So, like, Robin has this weird click he can go to, which is just really funny. When the first time he's KO'd, you turn him to click six, so he's Robin's 45 points. Um, and on that click, he has earthbound shape change in cap with this defense power. And it's when he would be KO'd by an, when he is KO'd by an opposing character, you just deal them an unavoidable. So he just, when he gets slapped again, so he dies, he then goes to this click. And then when he gets slapped, he gets dealt an unavoidable. It's quite silly. Robin is very funny. Uh, I like it. He's, he's bad. He's not like good, but uh, yeah, he's yeah. hilarious. He's really funny. Just Robin getting hit. It's kind of sad, but it's, it's funny. All right, guys, we're going to jump into answering some listener questions here. There are dozens of us. Dozens! I like everything we have for this show here. I really like a lot of these listener questions. I think they're really fun. I think they're really cool. So we're going to start off with Malcolm Rush, the man from Japan, uh, over here on Facebook. And he's got HeroClix Community now is at a couple of months with the latest version of the rules. List five positive things and five negative things about the status of the game itself. This is not just about the rules. Keep that in mind, everybody. But it's about the current status of the game itself. Now, whether that is rules or whatever else, we're talking about the overall state of the game. So let's just, I don't know, run down the negatives first and then go into the positives, probably. Yeah, I think that's, that's what fine. I would say. Just do five and five quick. Yeah, just do five and five quick. <clears throat> uh, my negatives... And it, this is like a fairly specific order, but not quite towards the end. So number one is definitely the stop sign, the construct that can oh sure can not only just barrier you in, but keep you from doing any improved movement and stuff. Uh, if you have super strength, you can kind of get around it. But like there's there's very few figures that can get around the stop sign, and it is so easy to have the stop sign on your team. Literally, just have a ring on anybody, and it's there. It might be a power action, but it's just there. Um, next up yeah. is tarot cards. I love tarot cards. I think that it's one of my favorite things that I've collected from this game. But at the end of the day, I I don't use them in any kind of play. And honestly, I think that they, like from watching some competitive play and stuff, I think that they detract from the actual gameplay. I think it Whoa. becomes a beginning of the turn. Like I have to flip this and like, oh, like, now I have this trump card, or now I have this like thing that does nothing, and there's no in between. It's either it does nothing for you that turn, or it right. like quite literally changes the game that turn. Um, next up, I I'm really not digging the no flavor text thing. There's there we've seen oh, yeah. some characters from Avengers 60th and stuff where I'm just like, what was this supposed to be? And it's just a plain power, so it has no flavor text anymore. And I'm like. I get it. Some characters had a like full dial of like 16 different powers throughout it. So we'd have to name all of those different powers and why they had them. But at the same time, I'm like some characters, I'm just like, what, why did they give them this power? I can kind of see why it would work, but like why? And we had this conversation back when we talked about flavor text 
where like there was a Baron Zemo that had like TK or something. It was like moving the pieces or something like that. And now that like there's no flavor text, yeah, sometimes I see like a standard power and I'm just I'm just confused. But yeah, that's one of my negatives. Theme team probs, I'm kind of okay with it still. I'd like to see a little bit more with themes, but uh, I think that goes back into like WizKids now has that theme format and the uh, they made the yeah. new the new format list that they made with Golden Age uh, theme team and the geez what was it called the popper no uh, pulp 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 yeah. the pulp, pulp theme yeah the pulp uh, format theme. yeah. Based on the cheap comics of old Yor, and then, exactly. um, my, you know, my consistent negative that's always going to be at a number five is just the, the panicky people and the people who leave the game but constantly complain about it. The the Heroclix people that will pay attention enough to complain when they see changes or when they see something that they think WizKids does wrong, and then the people that see something like. Whiz kids doing something wrong and they immediately panic before even waiting for any kind of knowledge about what's going on or giving any kind of time. Those are always my negatives. Okay. I think those are all pretty legit. And actually some of those, I was like, Oh man, I forgot about that being a thing. Um, okay. Thanks. Sim. I, Did no, you forget I like about that. flavor text? I, I did. I, I actually swear. didn't mention flavor text. Oh. I totally forgot about it. <laughs> Uh, We're supposed to be a strong front. Only United can we convince them to bring it back. I do do want it back. I I really am a strong advocate for flavor text. And I do, I swear I miss it more and more each day. But I do. The the worst part is imagine them like they they don't have any danger room constructs to make anymore. But I have danger room constructs in front of me. So this is what's (sighs) on my mind. Imagine a danger room construct where they have the trait danger room construct. And then they have the trait lessons from the danger room, like insert character's name. So and that right. is literally the only flavor that would be uh, on the new cards because the rest of their dial is plain powers, except for like sinister, I guess, and apocalypse. But they only have like one or two special powers. Like we the Sebastian Shaw would just literally be chicken. leap climb, charge, super strength. <laughs> like it's be so boring. So, so boring. Yeah, yeah, we need that welcome to die X chicken. We need all the yeah. whatever, all the cool flavor text. You're right, dude. It would totally kill the danger rooms. I, I agree with you. So my five negative, we're going to tack on six uh, being <laughs> the no flavor text. I swear I miss yeah. it. Um, <laughs> so my number one, this is kind of in no particular order. Uh, so my number one is no theme slash theme not feeling very important. I would like... I think they're already leaning that way with now they're going to start making characters that work better when they're part of a certain team or whatever. So hopefully that design goes in not just saying, okay, well, now that you have all Avengers or all X-Men, all the Avengers and X-Men will work pretty well together. But my favorite way to play, and this has been it for years, has been non-named theme teams soldiers martial artists celebrity things like that so i hope they start making detective scientist uh detective is already really yeah detective's got like the legit bump Uh, which is really sweet and 
And so I like that. Yeah. What we've seen with sideline stuff, what we've seen with uh, Misty and Jessica. So let's keep that ball rolling. I want theme both, I guess named and generic doesn't even, they're the same thing technically. So just theme in general. I want it to mean something to play theme. I also, I just want that, that, that bit of flavor back because you could kind of play all these figures that maybe weren't supposed to combo together, but at least they were a little bit better and you're playing, you got rewarded for playing a weird off the wall thing because fundamentally the game was like, oh, you're playing theme and I recognize that, so here's this. Even though they don't necessarily work that well together. So hopefully we just see more working together stuff so I can play some really wild, you know, generic or named theme teams and they can still work. So the, the theme thing has really bothered me. It hasn't stopped me from building theme, but... You know, sometimes I'm just like, what's even the point? You know, I don't, I don't even yeah, want to build theme. Like, at the end of the day, like, if you're building a theme team and then you want, like, you're like, oh, you know what character would fit on this? X, but they're not part of the theme. Yeah. The difference and then I is go, literally oh, just, like, a win or loss of map. And yeah. And it's only, like, a plus three either way. So, yeah. yeah. Next up is... You kind of mentioned this with the stop sign, but I just kind of say a genericer sense. I say too much cheap barrier. There yeah. is. Barrier's out of control. If we reel back time to 2015, 2016 era of hero clicks, this barrier in, barrier in, oh, I shoot you, I hide like a little girl for the rest of the game type level of play was not half a quarter as rampant as it is basically in every single game of hero clicks nowadays there's just way way too much cheap barrier and these giant blocking pieces in the play at home kits are also kind of annoying with dealing with that the i think the maps need to be a little more open if we're going to be adding all this crazy stuff because man there's way too much barrier and there's way too much even in a world of small maps not actually engaging with your opponents. There's too much of that. There's too much stalling tactics. There's too much, yeah. just like I said, hiding hiding like a little baby, like a little wuss. I think uh, other so than certain certain specific like interactions and powers, maybe yeah. we make barrier premium. Like how you know the yeah, elders dude. of the universe always have like phasing at top dial. Like instead of phasing, they have barrier top dial. If you want yeah. barrier, you have to pay a hundred points for Grandmaster. Like. Yeah, yikes. But exactly. Like, you know what? Barrier doesn't need to be on every 30-point piece in the universe, so we can cut that out. Let's let's seriously tone down the amount of barrier that's given out, or at the very least, if someone has barrier, give them a negative effect that negatively... It doesn't have to be like negatively affect their own barrier, but if negatively affects your team for running a cheap barrier. Just something, man. Like, there's just way too much cheap barrier, and it's just not fun to play. It's not fun to play against. It's like playing Spider-Man in Marvel Snap. It's like, bro, this is not fun. Yeah. Good. Are you happy? Because I'm going to leave because this sucks. Not fun to play against. <laughs> uh, next up, and I would have never said this in so many years, and I hate people that say this, but honestly, after witnessing Huntington's and Silver Age and all this stuff, the game is feeling real pay to win, and I hate people that say this. I really do. But man, just me trying to offload these constructs, I didn't realize how crazy expensive they were nowadays. A green boot and chainsaw being forty to fifty dollars is insane for a single construct. Yeah. That's nuts, man. That's not forty fifty together. That's separately forty dollars for a green boot. What? So a pair of boots in Hero Clicks is similar to a cheap pair of boots in real life? <laughs> what? Like what? What is this? What is this game? You know, it's insane. Um, 
I, hopefully there's no $50 chainsaw in real life because that sounds like a terrible idea. Some pawn shop probably will sell it to you. But anyways, but like, yeah, man, things are expensive. Genesis and APOC are expensive. The tarot decks are kind of spendy now that they're not as in uh, circulation as they used to be. It's just another thing you have to go and buy. If you're not the running of, Prime, you just auto uh, have to slap on Destroyer. Yeah, an auto Destroyer for like a 100-something dollars. That's cool triple the amount of triple carnage silver surfer was mind-numbing that i saw at the hero hooks for huntington's like silver age like rock cup finals and i was like oh my gosh that's uh three to four hundred dollars in just carnage silver surfers that are being ran like what yeah the game is insane and i get it the more complicated pieces are usually higher rarity because they want the commons and commons rares to be simpler pieces for new players to get a bunch of they can play complicated I, I understand that design philosophy but man, these complicated pieces are just running the game at their high rarities, and they're insanely expensive. I like that constructs were easier to get in Batman, like just getting one each time. And I think people can't even complain about value for booster anymore with how much, like, how insanely expensive these constructs are. Oh, yeah. Now, what they kind of need to do is make all constructs equal. Green is kind of unequal because it has three to four different people that can uniquely drop them each turn like without just having a ring we still have chip we still have green lantern uh, those guys can drop them without a ring and all that stuff so green is kind of the premium construct next is like blue because the blue ring is nuts and insane and saint walker is just really 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 good for 30 points so yeah then it's probably it's wild actually how not expensive the star sapphire ones are considering that she is the cheapest monetarily and then almost point value to use as a construct dropper at only 25 points and being a rare um and her right. constructs aren't even that spendy which only is wild tied for a certain scott porter right is exactly. she 25 exactly. yeah she is 25 yeah so anyways the game is feeling very pay to winish, and i usually hate people that say that but it, it kind of is true these teams are expensive like really expensive right now i would have never thought oh yeah i ran a crazy expensive team but honestly if you would have counted up all the constructs i had on the sideline plus like prime iron spider and sakarian iron man and all this other stuff i ran a stupid expensive team without even knowing it like this is this is really crazy yeah uh, next up i don't, I'll try to I don't disagree but i i will say comparatively to back when ids were legal the game is still yeah. being ran like it, at the competitive it level it's still being yeah. ran at like half price because it is definitely when, cheaper than back yeah, then when ids the, were legal it was half of your cost at least if not the majority of your cost was sideline yeah i know i 100 percent agree there Next up, you kind of said this also as well, so I think it's funny we both kind of wrote this down. Uh, people jumping to conclusions slash chicken little syndrome of the sky is falling, oh, XYZ has happened, or we haven't heard XYZ from WizKids or whatever, and I got to make a post about it, and I got to tag WizKids, and I got to chill out, man. Take a breather. Like, just take the punches as they go. This is maybe easier for me to say, as I'm a very last-minute decision-y person, so I assume for people that are trying to figure out if they want to go to Nationals at Gen Con or need to start lining up stuff for Worlds in September, maybe they need a lot of this information early, but the, the way they're going about it is just really annoying, <laughs> like, to say the least. It's very just chicken literally sky is falling oh woe is me what is happening why why oh why is you know blessed whiz kids not rain down their glorious news so i can know how to plan my life out 18 months ahead and maybe again that's just me who decides 
the week of to go to Huntington's and I have literally no schedule whatsoever. Maybe that's my privilege. I don't know. But uh, seeing people just go crazy for just any little thing in this game, like the sky is falling. It's just like, man, chill out. Let's just take a take a breather here, man. Like it, it comes and happens when it happens. It is what it is. Let's let's keep that kind of chillaxed mindset going forward, like, please. So uh, just a little bit of like the community being, you know, kind of the way they always kind of have been. And then my last one is uh, HC Realms. Just in general, just in general, <laughs> HC Realms. Uh, nothing uh, specific here. Just, just kind of period. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Read into that as you will. Yeah, please. And if then you've that's been there long enough, and you've yeah. read enough posts. Yep. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't agree with that statement, then <laughs> you're probably one of the people we're talking about with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will say just one thing specifically. Man, getting emails every time somebody else comments on a figure. Yep. That's that's pretty awful. Uh, so I'll just... Anyway, Simeon, give us your positives. Yeah, for a quick positive spin. And I can rattle these off real quick. Uh, this is to do with the rules change. And these are no particular order the previous were. But um, I really like the speed at which games go now. Be it uh, starting equipped, smaller maps, blah, blah, blah. I really like how quick the games go. Uh, at the casual venue that I play at, the smaller maps have been a godsend to get everyone into the action and start going when like not everyone has full map charge, not everyone has like a drop-off team, not everyone's willing to like meet you in the middle. I can pretty much go a third of the way into the map to like a little bit over a third of the way and then the next turn, I'm either attacking them or they're getting an attack off on me. And I'm fine with that because it's it's casual enough where like they're not going to completely clear my team in one turn. So I'll at least be able to take some punches and stuff. But yeah, I really, I'm really happy with the speed and pace at which the game's going now. Um, next up, I really like the new terrain. I don't always use it, but I'm really happy that it exists. I think it's really cool. The few times that I've dropped down like some like random barriers or elevated squares or even for whatever reason some like hindering squares, it's been really fun. And the fun thing about hindering squares, uh, like the one by ones, is that like you know a Spider Man with super strength can pick up the hindering and smack somebody with a bush now. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, even though I haven't played in them specifically, I'm really happy with the WizKids' new official formats, quote-unquote official formats. I'm glad that they've named Golden Age as finally, at this point, an official format. They kind of just said, like, you got to do your own rules, but, like, they they didn't name it as, like, an official format, which it has been an unofficially official format for a long time. Uh, Popper essentially becoming Pulp and now being like a more formal and official tournament legal format is cool i hope that those rules and guidelines will be interesting and then the they're, they're making like the theme team essentially a format the theme format is really cool i think that'll be one of like the ones that i really try and play in uh next up i uh, i really think the WizKids strategy for marketing and stuff is really cool we saw it with the Spider-Man 
um, Beyond Amazing set with the different stuff on the backs of the cards, the hints, the QR codes, yada, yada. We saw it with Avengers 60th with the set list or like the chase theme, whatever it was, on the backs of the cards. I think that's really cool. I'm glad they're doing that. I think that that's... If somebody picks up a single booster and it has one of those cards, I think that increases the odds of them continuing to look or be interested in the game by tenfold at least. Um, if I know, I know if I had never played before and I picked up a booster and it had like the set list and I could look at all the figures or all the chases or whatever on that, I'd be like, "Whoa, look at that one! That one's real neat. The one I pulled isn't neat, but that one on the card is. I want that one." So yeah, I'm I'm glad that they're moving forward and they're making interesting changes and stuff like that. And then finally, I'm really happy with the more detailed sculpts that they were talking about. I think we're finally at like a point where we're actually seeing that come to fruition. And I know that Iconics doesn't quite fit in with the more detailed sculpts. That's more of like a main set thing. But the Iconics sculpts have been absolutely stunning. Every single one of them. I love them. They are pretty Just, incredible. Yeah, there's there's some that like obviously it's like based on something that's not like highly detailed, like the the pointing Spider-Man's is based on like a real old cartoon, so they're not highly detailed because the cartoon wasn't. But the Nightfall, the uh, the like digital renderings that we saw from Death of Superman. All of those have just had like really crazy good looking sculpts. Yeah. Highly they do. detailed sculpts. The Thanos snap with the effect that says snap above him and it looks like it's just taken straight from like the comic panels. I love that stuff. And then even outside of that, in the Spider Man Beyond Amazing set, there was some highly detailed sculpts that had no business being as cool looking as they were for the rarity that they were. And I really like that. So yeah. That's my, my five positive things. Okay, right on. No, I agree with a lot of those. I love. I do. I am loving the sculpts for Iconics, and terrain has been super fun to play with. It's it's pretty dope. It's a lot of fun to mess around with. Yeah, see what you can do. Uh, So my positives, and some of these again, they they also intertwine with a lot of the stuff Simeon said. I think we're enjoying a lot of the same things. Uh, My number one is knockback. Oh, baby. I was never a big knockback guy when it was like, when it existed, when it was around, I was like, oh, I guess I did knockback. All right, cool, whatever. Or, oh, wait, how much do I take when I fall off a ledge versus into a wall again? You know, like, I was never really into it. It was never a mechanic. And like, even when I was knocked off elevated and into a wall. And into a wall. Do I take three? The edge of the map is like, that stops me, right? Oh, yeah, okay, it stops me. All right, cool. No, yeah, it stops. You know, like, I was never, like, a big, like, oh, yeah, knockback's one of my favorite mechanics. But now it is, like, legit one of my all-time favorite mechanics. Holy smokes, am I loving knockback. They brought it back at such a cool time to make, like, my favorite thing ever, the lantern construct dropper people, uh, make giant second favorite thing ever, cowboy boots, uh, to kick people into walls. And man, am I having a blast with it. It is just hilariously fun. You know, I was never, I owned a frogman, but I never, like, played him to his fullest when he was, like, normally modern. And now I'm like, oh, this dude is dope. Eugene's just bouncing head, heads against the wall. He is hilarious. So I'm loving knockback. I think the mechanic is a ton of fun, and I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, as I am very anti-spider people, super senses and stuff, this gets around a lot of that, and I love it. Second one, 
uh, other favorite thing is small maps. Simeon, you mentioned this. I'm I'm loving how it gets the game going. I just like it a lot. That's not much else to say. I just really dig small maps. Uh, three is a ton of fun mechanics, and then I do specifically again say constructs. But there are just figure designs that I'm really enjoying in these last couple of sets that I'm having a great time with. I love, for the most part, a lot of the rally on the Sinister Syndicate. They're really fun, oh, unique yeah. ways to make them pop off, even though you kind of have to share that rally pool. They're not all just like um, replace your rally die with the attack roll. Like yeah. some of them are, but not all of them. And then there's you know there's cool mechanics in there. You know, even the Gwen chases, which I will never play a team of all of them, they have a fun little trait that helps them get some mobility and feel like a rock band that's moving and grooving, which is really cool. And they all look really neat. So that's pretty cool. The Carnage chases, which are painful, uh, the healing and stuff is really good for a maximum Carnage-esque trait, and it's really fun. I am super enjoying the designs for Avengers 60th as well. It feels like a best of the old Avengers and new Avengers stuff coming to life. May not be a fan of shifting focus chases. Well, that's not going to get into that. These are my positives. But there's so many really cool things. I'm loving the Captain America designs they've made for this set. They've given me a bunch of them now. This set, literally, if we count Militant, is like five, six new versions of Captain America I get to play with. So thank you for that. And they all have really cool, unique ways to show the shield bounce ability, to show his no-you-move. Oh my gosh, that power is a love letter to me. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, you made a generic Captain America who's like really solid. So there's just all sorts of new things coming out, but mostly new mechanics and stuff that I'm just really enjoying. Number four, this is, I guess I kind of got into this as well, but this is great character selection. Never before in Modern have I been like, wow, I can play so many of my favorite characters all at the same time and also play a lot of really cool, unique teams, getting things like a Peacemaker, a Sportsmaster, all these fun villains, Scooby-Doo, yeah. you know, uh, People were hating on Teen Titans Go, but I'm kind of cool with it. So they're hilarious to me. So I kind of like the fact that we got the Weird Al Dark Side. I'm you know, a big Weird Al fan. So like that's really cool. Construct Lanterns. I love the Lanterns. So I love that there are so many cool, unique ones in modern. I'm loving all the Captain Americas that are being made. I love all the Disney Plus stuff that's being made and the fact we're getting more. I just love the character selection. Oh my gosh, Pegasus Captain America. Are you kidding me? This stuff is great. So the characters are choosing to make. I'm a big fan of right now in modern. It doesn't feel even with the amount of like X-Men stuff, Fantastic Four stuff, Avengers stuff, Spider-Man stuff, whatever. It truly doesn't feel crazy one way or the other. I think everything's fairly well represented right now, even though there are, yes, a ton of Avengers and a ton of like X-Men sets modern right now. It's not seeing the most play as it used to, I'm not really running into that much like crazy X swap or whatever. So I'm just really enjoying what is modern. The fact that I can play my peacemaker, John Walker with Captain America and all sorts of fun, like cool shenanigans, Iron Patriot and whatever. Like, it's really cool. I'm enjoying the character selection and I'm really excited to see what else we get in like Notorious for please Orange Lantern, Lex Luthor and whatnot. But just more DC villains is great. And those are that's a part of DC I really love. I think so. My, loving the character. My only complaint about character selection is that we're currently in a state of everything that's modern is only Marvel and DC. And I would love for even that is like a huge a, bummer. If it's a non IP, like an undead two, I would love anything 
that's just like, I'll agree with that. Like off market, I know whatever stuff. Scooby Doo is technically in the DC side, but to me, it's just right. so not DC. DC yeah, Scooby Doo and the Scooby Gang. We technically did get like an indie property, like snuck like, in the Hanna Barber, especially yeah. uh, with Space Ghost. Space Ghost, Space like, Ghost you're telling me that's thing. DC, you know, like, like very on DC, like that. Not necessarily on DC, but that does not feel like comic specific. Uh, that feels to me like very cartoon specific. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean that that to me fills that little bit of a void, but I do see exactly what you mean. Like it is still only DC and Marvel technically that's being made right now. So I would love to, and I mean the Scott Porters, those are not DC or Marvel or it is DC and Marvel, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's everything. It's every, it's everything encompasses all play my WWE theme team. Scott Porter, basically the watcher kind of is. So I do, I'll agree with that. I do wish there was at least one truly non-DC, non-Marvel thing happening right now. But I'd say there's so much unique DC and Marvel that I can't be too upset. Uh, and last thing is, man, I love this community. I saw so much coolness from the community. Coolness, I don't know. There was so much care and joy and fun that was had at the Heroclix for Huntington's event. There was a ton of fun that happened at Florida earlier this year. Those were the only two main events I was able to make it to. But just messaging people in the community back and forth. Uh, the amazing uh, them supporting our IPF live stream and how much fun that Dial H has been able to have within the community, the Heroclix community. I love you guys, and this is going to sound super sappy and everything, and I totally understand, but man, we really feels like we're truly getting into the full swing of in-person events. I know technically Nats last year was our big, like, real in-person events after a long time, but man, Huntington's just felt really special. It was a really great weekend that we had with everybody, and, you know, times were tough. There were times where the mood in the room was really, really bad, like, really bad like awful, like terrible. But the community still had so many great moments and times throughout the events that it really, even the bad stuff was just like, all right, I'm bare through it. I'm here with my friends and these people that I don't get to see all the time. And I just love hanging out with them. I love even playing the most, you know, competitive version of a game. Okay, I lost. So what? I got to play against one of the coolest people ever. You know, like that's my feeling. Playing against like literally anyone, Emily, Caleb, like Mike Askew, some of these guys, uh, PJ, you know, win, lose, or otherwise, I got to play against these guys. And man, I love playing against them. And it's so fun to play Hero Clicks and hang out. And it's like, I'm not keeping score how many times I beat you or you beat me. That doesn't matter. I'm just glad we're playing. It's a fun time. So I just, I love this community, man. And every day I'm reminded, especially looking at like other communities, other game communities and stuff, how truly lucky we are to have like the community we have for Hero Clicks. So you guys rock. That's a pat on the back for everybody involved, the people that make Hero Clicks, people at WizKids, the people that just play the game, kitchen, tabletop, competitively, whatever. We have a freaking awesome community. Yeah. Except and that was sappy. Except for you people that stopped playing the game and still keep commenting on Hero Clicks posts. Yeah, that if one's you sold up. your collection, get out of here. Yeah, what are you doing, man? Yeah. It's like, I used to play football. Yeah, you don't anymore. Seems like so you're stop. real clingy. Like you're some sort of clinger or something if you're hanging around 
listening to podcasts and it's an interesting way you yeah. really drew that comparison pretty fast <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that i drew that comparison yeah. <laughs> yes it is yeah there it are is wild, are quite but, clingery but yeah sometimes there's uh, there's some clingers Thank you to Malcolm for those really fun questions. I really enjoyed answering them. We're going to jump into our Discord questions. Specifically, if you join Patreon at $5 a month, you will get behind-the-scenes look at videos. You will get early releases for upcoming Hero Dial H for Heroclix videos. You will get access to our Patreon where we play Bad Samaritan. You will get access to monthly giveaways to get really cool Heroclix. Spoiler, I got a ton of stuff from the last event I went to. And also, I ordered... A dumb amount of Spider-Man pointing at each other iconics, which are now sold out. You can win those this month on our freaking yeah. May giveaway. So we'll be on the lookout for that. At some point, have uh, the Huntington Scott Porters on giveaway. Exactly, um, those will be able to be given away. Like so, this uh, these next questions come from our Patreon. The only way to join that, or sorry, come from our Discord. The only way to join that is to join our Patreon. First up. Alex, the Enchanter, asks, best, worst, favorite sets for Sealed. Do any of these answers change for Battle Royal? And he's only considering full booster sets. Obviously, Lone Ranger is terrible. Although, both of us have played a Lone Ranger Battle Royale, haven't we, <laughs> Simeon? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's, um, it's almost okay. like four people picking out of a... Like, Pack of four potential of figures. four characters, yeah. It's really boring. Um, so I I know my worst right off the bat, and that is Fufo. Yeah. I think oh, Future man, that's Foundation so was, as far as like a set to build out of, not so bad. As far as a set to pull from, you were hoping for like one of the high-costed commons, but like more often than not, you would be playing nine out of the ten figures you pulled because there was just so many low point figures and it was great for like team building that there's so many low point figures and stuff but as far as like sealed goes it was awful it was awful to be playing almost every figure i pulled and still not hitting 200 points or like not Yikes. not hitting two 300 points um so that's my my worst fairly easily uh, I think one of my favorites, and all of this is recency bias, so keep that in mind, but one of my favorites is the Spider-Man and Venom Absolute Carnage set. I think there's a ton of fun stuff in the commons and uncommons. Obviously, still some really cheap stuff like Future Foundation. Um, but, yeah, that between that and Wonder Woman 80th, I think I played the most sealed out of Wonder Woman 80th, and... There was a ton of generics, which they were all in the common slot, so you didn't have to worry about pulling some like uncommon generics or rare generics or whatever, to my knowledge at least. Maybe okay, yeah. But it was you know, I could I could potentially pull like the hundred and seventy five point rare Zeus, or I could pull the hundred point Apollo who has not only traded super senses or no, not Apollo. Jeez. Um Gosh, the other guy that is Jason. Yeah. Jason. Yeah. The 70... Yeah, little sidestep pen blast. 50, yeah. 50 senses, Jason. Yeah. yeah. The 75-point Jason who had not only cosmic energy, not only Wonder Woman ally, but also traded super senses with running shot Pensai. So a 50-50 super senses that can't be outwitted. Just awesome. Great little uncommon piece. 
Uh, technically, the Superman, you could pull him. He was a common and had a 275-point oh, yeah. line. I didn't see a ton of people win with him, although in theory, anyone that pulled him should have because he's a 13-for-6 top dial. Uh, but, yeah, there's so much stuff. And then I always had filler with, like, DMA agent, who is just, like, a stealth, you know, police piece or something like that. Like, Or I had a, like, Minotaur that was just, like, a charge blades. You know, I always had something with the co- the um, the common stuff. And then I always had plenty with the uncommon. So it didn't matter if I pulled, you know, for example... Uh, Doctor Psycho as my rare, <laughs> like even though he's a he's a pretty good rare in my opinion, um, and then favorite sealed man. So I'm gonna say that was the best in the, like recent memory. I'm gonna say Future Foundation was the worst, and then favorite sealed might be Dark Phoenix Saga because really you could pull a yeah you could pull a like an uncommon two by two. And do really okay. well. You could pull in a rare two by two and do extremely well. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think Dark Phoenix Saga was just like such a wild gambit because it really didn't matter what single figure you pulled because most of them were trash. Almost every single figure in that set was trash. It was the two by twos where it was like, am I going to win or not? So if you pulled like Stealth Sentinel, good chance of winning. It's got a 13 for five top dial. Uh, if you pulled Sentinel Squad 1 and, like, one of the Danger Room constructs and you could pilot it, yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, if, or, like, there was Exodus, there was Onslaught, there was Juggernaut. Those were all uncommon 2 by 2s uh, And then at the other end, on, like, the rare side, there was Bastion, there was uh, Magneto was really solid, there was Red Onslaught, who I th- I had pinned before like the set came out that like red onslaught would probably win something did not win any seals that i know of um there was no, wendigo no, there was didn't. dark phoenix he actually uh jay major did really well that year at the rock uh cup with oh, red he? onslaught red like onslaught? his like one figure yeah i thought that like really for well. sure i was like man he generates a sentinel bystander. He has like a way to mastermind. Yeah. And he has this like mind control that takes away, like takes away keywords for the rest of the game and uh, team abilities for the rest of the game. Seems like wild to me. Like not only does he have a special outwit, but he can be like, Oh, you're like cosmic and have cosmic energy. Nope. A mind control do. Um, but yeah, there's so much good stuff in the rare and uncommon 2 by 2 slot that it made up for anything that you pulled in the single-based slot. And okay. then we we also got the like the Assassin's Guild, which I just think is like economically for like the 15 points was like some of the best 15-point figures that like we ever had. And like obviously I played them on like a uh Triple H theme team with Assassin Key. Ah, uh, yes, still, of course. Still I think they're amazing. It's like 15 points, charge blades, combat reflexes, and then if it's adjacent to hindering terrain and it's not your turn, it's line of fire are not only hindered, they're blocked. Is this your best or is this your favorite? Sorry. Uh, This was my favorite. This is your favorite. Okay. Best, I think, was Wonder Woman 80th. Okay. I think that was the most balanced that I've played in of recent. 
just like just because of like worlds 2019 you think and like the few yeah, events that, or like it's, what, yeah it's a lot of jading from like worlds of 2019 and like the team worlds that we played and stuff but i i did play a lot of this and it mostly was just like you know maybe i didn't pull well but maybe i pulled like angel room magneto and i won just because of that or maybe i didn't pull well but i pe- i pulled like uncommon sabertooth who's like a 12 attack with blades top dial with uh mm. yeah he's 12 attack with blades top dial charge flurry with 10 speed and like three damage like yeah. just stuff that like was wildly overpowered but in the right in the right category where everyone had access to it or everyone had access to a similar piece like none of the prime seemed broken um and maybe that was like for the worst. Maybe it was like you know sad for certain people that like the primes weren't broken. But mm, no sure. one that pulled like a super rare two by two had like an auto win, in my opinion. That's pretty fair because well, like Krakoa was like awful, like, like terribly bad. So like, yeah, and most pull. of them were overcosted. Like Mojo yeah. had a two hundred fifty dial. Oh, I mean like Phoenix was thirty or three hundred, so she was yeah. really balanced in like a battle royale or something, you know. Yeah, you like, play her at, yeah, at least in the battle royals where it was like no one over at worlds, yeah. Um, but yeah, in sealed it was like you play her at three hundred or nothing. So. Yeah. Well, three hundred or thirty. So she does have a thirty point line. That's really good. Probably my best worst favorites for sealed sets i will say personally what i think the best for a sealed set is uh we did worst first i'll do i'll do worst first yeah man i i really do kind of hate to say it but the worst is pretty much what like simian said i wanted to think of a unique answer because i've played some bad seals before i a lot of people seem to like Batman the Animated Series Sealed. I didn't like it for much the same reason you didn't like like Future Foundation. But I think Future Foundation takes the cake for being like a really bad sealed set with all the little like kids and sidekicks and just being yeah. like not being able to literally make like a sealed team out of it. It's really rough. So I think Future Foundation just takes it just for worst sealed set because I think it's when, number one. It's all I can think about in recent memory. Yeah, you when know, it's parents. Your local judge has to ask. Are we wanting to play three boosters of yeah. like Future Foundation for Sealed instead of two? Because like the last time you played it, like the pre-release or whatever you played it at, no one was able to make a full 300-point team. I think that's when you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to say that probably one of the, just the best Sealed sets of all time is War of Light. It had some real big sealed bombs in there, though, where it was like, oh, man, you pull Weaponer, it is game over for basically everyone. So it's rough when a set has something like that. So I'll say probably for a best sealed set, if we we don't choose War of Light, I really like, and this is going to be wonky for a lot of people, I really liked the Mighty Thor I thought that was honestly because really? even if you pulled, okay. I mean, even if you pulled Unimind, it was there, like there eh, was the the whole lot of golden pull, and it wasn't like a guaranteed because it had to be a combo of Unimind and like Athena. Yeah, like, you had to get something Athena, like that, just Athena. But Athena, yeah, yeah. It, it did have to be Unimind plus because if it was Unimind on base, 
Unimind it on was base like, nah, not doing much. Amazing. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's a ton of fun. There's like I mean, there's Zeus in that set. There's that Maestro. Yeah. You know, all, I, none I of mean, the chases. I won my sealed with Thor, Thor Odin, and, and that yeah, was the one and only time I character. pulled off the negative eight title character thing, where I was going up against the, like a Groot Thor, who is also 170, like literally same amount of points. Yeah, but didn't have Indom, and so like we were going back and forth, and he kept healing and blah blah blah, and I finally got to eight, and I did my negative eight, and for the rest of the game. As long as Thornton is on map, opposing character would be given an action token. Gets two action tokens instead. Yeah, it's so good. Back then, when pushing damage was a thing, that meant Groot Thor just starts taking unavoidable after unavoidable, and that like swayed the game so hard yeah. in my favor. I will say, best like battle royale set. I think it has to be Secret Wars Battle World, hands down. I that was I, I'm biased. So that would have been like the 2018 like like fall yeah. set. Yeah. Um I love that for a BR set. You got those hulks where you didn't feel like oh wow, man. what a waste of time. I, I will say yeah, like, hulks like you got the you got to play some big beefy boys and you know a handful of small guys in there, but you could play a bunch of big stuff on your team and it felt really cool. Even like it's like Regent was like the battle royale bomb in that set. Yeah, but you got a couple of hulks in there. You got that six arm spider hulk in there. You could mess up a regent, man. I mean, maestro you know, like, even um, in the maestro could, could mess yeah. them up. Yeah, in the uncommon slot, none of the chases. It was really regent was like the only big bomb. Like, yeah, chase Odin felt like man, you're gonna mess some stuff up, but he didn't feel unbeatable. Probably chase Black Panther was the only thing where you're like, holy crap! I don't. But know even then, like back. chase Black Panther doesn't have great stats. He just was hard no. to KO. So it was like yeah, just really hard to KO. Like yeah, he might snipe so a kill I, from you, but I had a blast. Like I played that my first rock cup was just I only went to play BRs pretty much and I played it for four days in a row, which was tough on the old wallet at the time. But man, I never got tired of playing sealed BRs with Secret Wars Battle World. So I think that's gotta be like the best like BR set anyways. And then See, personal I, I played no, a go lot ahead. of Black Panther and Illuminati BRs. And I oh, that is a lot just a of rebirth set. ones, but I think, I think between like around that era and between those sets, I think Avengers Black Panther Illuminati was my BR set. Like that was because not only could I pull a gem potentially, but I could also pull just like good stuff. Like Medusa was a solid uncommon pull. You didn't want her over like a rare or super rare, but then also. And this doesn't speak a lot for the set itself, but there's a lot of like stinker super rares that people would sometimes get that just weren't like as good as they looked. So like someone would pull like Loki and he'd like phase and you just like move away and then he'd like phase again and you just like move again. And it was like, yeah, you you're glad you have that super rare that hasn't made a single attack yet because he has no movement yeah. attack. <laughs> oh, yikes. Yeah, that was that was seriously a cool set though, man. And I kind of forgot about this, but kind of also for worst, I really hated AI. And this kind of goes. I know you say you really like Dark Phoenix, 
But man, I thought a lot of the two by two sets were just terrible for sealed because you just got one bomb. I think AI those worse because like you got Living Tribunal and you're like, oh, I outrange you tenfold, bro. Like this yeah. sucks for you. It was really like, oh, you got Shield Car. Ah, sorry, Chief. Oh, Dune. Not going to be a fun game. Yeah, Dune buggy. You got Dune like, buggy with two hers. Yeah, man. Ugh. Her was not a terrible pick. Have fun he driving the hers around. Common, but it's like hers around. Oh, yeah. wow, Simeon, that's uh, hilarious. That's so funny. For the listener, her is a character in, in Avengers <laughs> Infinity that apparently is part of the Alpha Flight and also cosmic. Apparently. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Cocoon, metamorphosis. Yeah. And then my favorite sealed set of all time might be one of the sets that I bought a ridiculous amount of. And that is the Guardians of the Galaxy from 2014. I just think it's a really fun sealed set. I like all these cool, fun little generics. All these solid Guardians, like Major Victory, Starhawk, Mantis was a ton of fun, Drax the Destroyer. You had a Gamora in the commons. You had a Star-Lord in the uncommons. You had a uh, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. There was just a lot of power commons and uncommons that were a ton of fun to play. And then it had some really hilarious rares. Gore the God Butcher, Death Urge, uh, Kill Raven. Like You're like, who are you people? The Kid first Nova. appearance of Angela. Oh, wait, no, he was um, uncommon. Dude, yeah. these super rares were great too. Mentor oh, that, that was, was the hilarious. first appearance of Tyrant, Angela, that was first right? Angela, yeah. It's the first time Angela yeah. was in Clips. And you're like, oh wow, we're allowed to get her? And like, yeah, I guess we are. Uh, Rocket and Groot were great. Of course, the zombie chases were awesome. I enjoyed Dr. Spectrum a lot. Thane was really cool. Sleepwalker was like, oh, holy smokes, we're going to get a Sleepwalker? Are you serious? That's cool. Yeah, it was just a ton of fun. I liked this set in Sealed a lot. I played a lot of Sealed. I played a lot of BRs with it too, but I think just it's my all-time favorite Sealed set. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. And Alex, uh, listener to the show, actually played some sealed guardians during uh huntington's they had like cells oh. uh, a brick for 50 bucks and he like they played a couple of games that kind of ran the gauntlet through guardians of the galaxy so i'm curious what he has to say about his sealed experience in guardians of the galaxy because i have always loved this set and as someone yeah. who's like newer to the game jumping did into you, it i'd be curious what they thought of pulling it pulling tyrant was that a fun 225 <laughs> points for you <laughs> Tyrant balls out, dude. Tyrant will, like, ruin your day. Same thing. Oh, is oh, that, like, Thanos? 200, 295 points. I, He's I'm expensive. Sorry. He's yeah. super expensive. Uh, did you really like Annihilus with the plus eight cosmic control mm. rods? So, like, your well, team started at, at not having eight. Not having the cosmic control rod and sealed is real rough for Annihilus. It's yeah. At least he doesn't awful, take pushing actually. damage. Because... That was like the worst thing. 200 points and he took pushing damage unless he played. Now he doesn't eight. take pushing, which is really nice. But that is Alex's question. I know we're taking a long time to answer these questions. I'm enjoying these questions, those guys. And I hope you are too, listener. Alex asks, oh, sorry. We move on to Bill's question. If you were to design a set of dice with characters as each number, who would they be? One die would be heroes. One die would be villains. You may mix universes if you wish. I forgot to pre-plan out who I wanted my dice to be, so Simeon, if you want to answer. Yeah, so... Oh, man. And, and not like a super specific order, but like in like just kind of a tertiary order. I would like to do like a Wolverine family tree set of dice. Um, technically for like the heroes, but 
they're not all technically heroes. So Jonathan being like the the weakest member because he's literally just like an animal. He's just a wolverine. He would be the one. Um, okay. I would make Honey Badger the two because she's the newest addition. I would make Dakin the three because, let's be honest, he's like one of the least interesting ones. Uh, I would do Laura Kinney as the four, uh, Logan as the five, and then I would just do like the double like blade slash of like Logan's claws as like the six or something, because because they add up to six. He's got three on okay, each hand. That's cool. <clears throat> as far as villains go, man, villains are like so so hard to combine because he did say. Uh, mix universes if you wish, but like, like Doom's faceplate is like pretty iconic. So that being like a six would make sense. But then it's like, so would Brainiac's like little weird head bump things, or just like Lex Luthor's face, or you just know, bald guy. helmet. Like there's there's so many like yeah, so many like weird villain stuff that would make sense. Uh, to make it a one through six. So when you crit miss, do you want it to be the most villainous, or do you want it to like be like the worst villain? So I feel like a campy villain would be good. Uh, someone who's real just silly. Yeah, I think I'd make it like forty cakes Lex. Like that would be okay. If, he's I, could, a if silly. I could fit that as the one pip, or like the whatever, the one on the die. That would be uh, forty cakes Lex. Okay. Two would be Namor. Like not not necessarily in Dang, version, Colin Namor, like, straight up a villain. Yeah, he is. He is at times. Yeah, th- this would be more like the comic based one where he's like Cabal Illuminati kind of like okay, sure jerk guy. Um, ooh, yeah. So three, gosh, because I have to go through the gamut. Three would be Doom, and I'm not ranking him low. I'm just he's got to fit in there somewhere. Four would be the maker. Five would be uh, okay. Okay. Jeez. Five would have to be Magneto for me, and then six would be like Galactus. Galactus isn't really a villain either. He's just like a force of nature, but more often than not, he's like an antagonist because he's trying to destroy the Earth. But no, those that's not necessarily in like the order of like how I perceive them in importance. It's just like order of like how I prefer them as like showing up in my comics. I think Galactus showing up in my comics, that's like a roll of a six. If uh, the maker shows up in my comic, I'm like, whoa, what? He's still alive. That universe was destroyed. And he's like, no, we're attached to miles. We're basically brothers. We're the only two living members from that universe. (laughs) You're like, great. I'm glad miles has to deal with you now. That's rough. <laughs> so, for my dice, I figured out I figured out my hero dice. I would like a set of two eight one four Green Lantern hero dice, in order of who is the best Green Lantern. Obviously, uh, on the one pip, so the worst one, Gnort. Jessica Cruz. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, number two, the second worst Lantern. Kyle Rayner. He is a terrible, gross 90s guy. He looks too 90s. He is a weeb. I am a weeb, but he takes it too far. Uh, you just don't don't like Kyle. People that like Kyle, I don't get it. I don't like him. 
Fair. Simon Baz, number three. I don't know why I like Simon Baz more than Kyle. I think he's just kind of fun. I like Simon uh, I Baz because I think his story is really cool. Like his beginning, um, where he's just like his beginning packing, is neat, man. Where he's yeah, just like, dude. When the ring don't work, this Glock do. Like, I I dig that. Fun. Where it's, where Sinestro's like, man, Simon Baz, I've beaten you. You can't use your bang 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 kitchen gun. Bang bang. Like Simon <laughs> Baz just pulling up and unloading on Sinestro is hilarious. Uh, in the fourth slot, we got John. John Stewart. He's just a solid GL. He held it down for the unlimited, you know, JLU. He doesn't make the most interesting, cool constructs. John's kind of boring in that route, but uh, John holds it down. A lot of respect to John. You know, number two, Hal. Hal is, of course, as we all know, the second choice for the Green Lantern ring. That's just a fact. Like, actually, like, this is not me being, uh, like, whatever. This is actually true in comics. The only reason it went to Hal is because Guy was just literally too far away. So Hal wasn't oh, the first choice. He just happened to be lucky. He got knocked out with one punch. No, is that not, that's... Is that not right? Yeah, okay. no, that's been funny for the last 30 years. But uh, anyways, uh, so really yeah, hated. like, Hal, yeah. <laughs> Hal is the second choice. This is just true. You can, you know, cope, seethe, moan, ball, whatever you want to do about it. Hal's just, he's the second choice. And obviously the big six is the guy Gardner. You're dropping the bombs. The best GL, the one who single-handedly saved the core is more time that I can count. The one who beat up Arkillo when neither of them had rings. Guy just out-muscled Arkillo, which kind of honestly makes no sense, but I love that it happened, that he tapped into that rage that he's got and was able to throw hands, uh, then became leader of the Red Lanterns, then was able to master his rage and love for his friends, the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, to then save the day with both the hating his rage and loving the core. It's pretty incredible uh, what Guy's been able to do and go through and and whatnot. Also beating up Sinestro when Guy doesn't have a ring. To steal Sinestro's ring is also hilarious, and I love that. So that is my those are my Green Lantern dice set. For the villains, we specifically have uh, the version of Parallax that is the fart cloud from the movie. So that one weird, like, bald guy thing, it's that Parallax. He is specifically the one. Uh, the two is old, campy, blue suit Sinestro, because that's really funny, and I think that is hilarious. The three is Despotelis, and it's just nothing. You can't see him, so he's there in spirit. I don't know why specifically but i think it's just kind of hilarious the four is william hand black hands just like an awesome cool villain i feel bad for putting sinestro on too but we're going with campy his name is hand he is black hand his name is william hand yeah that's that was the thing that i look up and found out like a week or two ago i was like oh parents just legitimately set him up for failure yeah well i mean I don't know why his mom took hey, the last name Billy Hand. Hand. Billy, old Billy Hand here. <laughs> old William Hand. Uh, yeah, I don't get the, I don't get the hand, the the whatever hand thing. It's just it comes it's from just a strange. long line of hand people. Yeah, five uh, five is Larfleeze. Larfleeze is cool. Like he's just gnarly, and he could honestly be six, but I want six to be Atrocitus. So that's just me being biased. But honestly, if if you would swap them around, I'd be totally cool with that. Larflees is just really, really gnarly. Like, he's a cool villain. But six, that's five, is Larflees. And then six for me is Atrocitus. Because, man, he is also really cool and really sick looking. So th- those would be my dual uh, lantern villains. And then, uh, whatever, 2814 heroes. main earth lantern yeah. core heroes for my dice. Next up. 
Luke 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 asks, Heroclix, it ain't just for comics anymore. Actors, celebrities, holiday-themed baked goods, cursed with intelligence, and brought to life for what can only be evil purposes. <clears throat> Heck, I'm pretty sure even fictional podcast hosts are in this game now. Surely it can't be long before we have brand-friendly corporate mascots in this advertising-free game of ours, right? If you had to design a gala-style box set for, say, corporate mascots, who would your eight inclusions be? Pepsi Man? Jack in the Box, perhaps, a Burger King and Michelin Man, or do you go real nuts, let's get nuts, and include the old man from Six Flags with Mr. Peanut and a sideline active Gritty. No corporate mascot is off limits. Ooh. I don't know who Gritty is. I forgot about uh, Gritty. He's that like weird, I, he's the hockey mascot that's just like this orange Muppet thing. Okay. Yeah, he just looks like a Sesame Street character that like got into one too many hockey fights. Oh, that okay. I do know him. Okay, yes, yeah. I've seen videos of him online. Yeah, all right, all right. Uh, and who's in your gala? My my eight corporate mascots in no particular order, except like I had to dig deep for the last few. Uh, number one is the beef jerky Sasquatch. I like those commercials. I think they are That's funny. A good pick. And I think that that Sasquatch is like big and strong. Uh, Tony the Tiger from Frosted Flakes, mostly because of the Meat Canyon video featuring him. He's very ah, scary. Um, then I, this is like a deep take, deep cut, but the uh, Creality Superman thing. Um, Creality is the 3D printer company, so that's where I have my my Creality CR10 Pro. That's what like mine is, and they don't send you one but there's like files online that you can get for free of the creality man and it's just like a little dude with glasses and like a cape i don't know what he does he hasn't appeared anywhere officially but he exists uh number four is the target dog because i had to see that thing for quite a while i worked there for a long time so i picked him um the lamp that kills the eye in pixar like just stomps it to death that was one of my picks. I feel like probably pretty strong contender for Heroclix. Uh, a couple weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, I found one of the original Nebraska mascots called Mr. Nebraska. That is a terrifying creature. And uh, so I'm that... Googling Mr. Nebraska right now. Yeah, that like black and white Mr. Nebraska with just like a tiny human head at like his throat and then an enormous human head for his head. Um, and then the last two normal ones that I actually remembered things for, uh, Mr. Clean, the strong, bald looking oh, dude. Oh, okay. And the Jolly Green Giant, because obviously he's massive. He's a giant. So, Those yeah. are cool. I like. I do like I the have, idea of like what a Jolly Green Giant would do. Let's see. In one, Hero two. I have three food items, a cleaning item, okay. a shopping center item, a 3D printer one a entertainment one a sports one yeah i i hit all the categories but mostly food okay i also stuck with mostly food i tried i really did i tried to keep a theme and i might think of some more halfway through this but like i was really really i mean i was really scratching my head and I was like man I cannot think of any more places that do specifically fit uh, this like theme I'm going for so it's not quite eight 
but it's but it's fun and i think they're enjoyable and if i think of some i will just add them but first up this is my box set i want this box set to specifically be at least a foot long and that's that that's because our first inclusion is jared from subway uh for better or for worse I know we're starting it off in a really rough place, but I Whoa. promise you it's better. <laughs> yeah, that's a prison uh, place. You're that's really, I know, I know, I know it's bad. I know it's bad. Next up, the monkey things from the Quiznos commercials. Uh, remember those? We want the subs. Those little funny little hamster I monkey know. guy things. I do no? not. From Quiznos? <laughs> People will know what I'm talking about. If you look up like Quiznos sponge monkey, I think they're called sponge monkeys. Sponge you will monkey. find them. And I know that because I looked them up at the start of the show just to double check. Yeah, the Quiznos Sponge Monkeys. So those would be like two like of those guys on one base. So Jared, the Quiznos Sponge Monkeys. The Firehouse Fireman. I assume Firehouse Subs is just like a firefighter dude for their mascot. So he would be the, the Firehouse Fireman. Uh, Jersey Mike. Whoever Jersey Mike is, it would be him as a Heroclix figure. The Jimmy John's delivery driver, the with hypersonic speed, saying it's freaky fast and all that stuff. I I would just say that's their mascot. Yeah, the Jimmy John's delivery driver. They don't really have anything else. Their whole thing is like fast delivery. So I'm just gonna say it's their delivery driver. Um, and then from Pickleman's, the pickle man, I assume, is also a mascot there. Uh, if not, it can just be Ian on a base for the pickle man, but that's it. Ah, the Quizno sponge monkeys, Jared, the firehouse fireman, the Jimmy John's delivery driver, Jersey Mike and pickle man. That's only six. Uh, so just a name, I guess, uh, two really quick. We'll just say the Kool-Aid man. Cause what else goes with a nice sub sandwich than the Kool-Aid man. And gosh, I don't know. Arby's, the glove thing from Arby's, okay. I guess. <laughs> the hat or that, glove or whatever that's supposed the hat, to be. glove. I think it's a, it's a glove. It's like a kitchen mitt with fingers. Uh, the weird glove thing from Arby's. There you go. There's my, that's my eight set. Most, just all food, mostly sub sandwiches with the glove and the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then last i don't know i mean, i would like these i i also wrote down like just a lot of tractor brands and i was like but none of them really have mascots except for john deere which is just the yellow deer yeah so that just a deer jumping work. you know like that none of the like new holland is what uh, i think it's like literally a field is their logo or something yeah. like international harvester is that even it's just literally an ih that's yeah. literally their logo is just an i inside of an ah you know um yeah, I wanted to try to make something there, but I was like, they don't really have mascots. Anyways, our last question came from a buddy of mine actually sent this to me, and I was like, hey, that's a good enough question. That's such a cool question. We'll answer it on the show. His question was, what legal dials best represent myself and the rest of the dial H crew? So for this, I'm saying, you know, Simeon Ian Calder for the dial H crew. So basically, it's choose dials to represent each of us. He he first asked, so when are we getting the dial H hero clicks box set? And I was like, probably half past never. And then he's like, OK, well, if you had to make like legal dials that already exist in the game, which ones would you say best represent the crew? Now, these ones I, I kind of thought about since then, and I think I've found the versions I want to go with. But I would assume after the twenty, you know, one years of hero clicks, there are probably better picks that actually yeah, more accurately represent us. Stuff. I went but, with uh, more, yeah, more like theoretical 
kind of like okay. aspects. I like li- I like that. Not necessarily like dial specific, but like a little bit like sculpt, a little bit of like uh, history of the character or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like yeah, I went for Ian. I went with uh, the DC 10th anniversary Oracle. Oh my gosh! You chose an Oracle because of the multiple screens. He has yes, multiple monitors. Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. Uh, so uh, my eyes are everywhere. That's if the Oracle only is not adjacent <laughs> to an opposing character and is either in her starting area or on elevated range, she can draw lines of fire and count range and squares from the square of any single friendly character that has the Batman family. Also, it's Batman Ally, which Ian yeah, that's really would have to be Batman Ally. Uh, but mostly because the screens and Batman Ally. Um, for myself, I went with the Captain America and the Avengers Songbird because I couldn't think of a Ooh. I couldn't think of a bad version of Banshee. And Songbird has the thirty point line, so I was like, "That'll do." A little sidestep, pulse wave, little like screaming Mimi kind of action, uh, putting up some barriers. I don't know. It's more mostly just because like there's not a lot of audio components in Hero Clicks. So they're mo- right. <laughs> like it's a visualized version of audio components. And then for Calder, for Calder, I made the smartest decision I possibly could. <laughs> it's none other than his most favorite beloved character mm. of all time. Mm. <laughs> the superior foes of Spider-Man, Chameleon. <laughs> Wow! Just because Incredible. the cosplay aspect the and uh, yeah, the malleable face—that's the power. Mm. Malleable face. Mm. Can you shape change stealth and your wild card? Yeah, I have a very malleable face. Master of very disguise true. could be any. I look, I look just like the guy in his mirror too. Yeah, you look exactly like Patrick Yapogo. <laughs> I'm sure uh, you've taken as many punches as him, if not more. Honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like I like these picks. These are really funny. No, the, those were just like the first things that came to my mind when I did a quick idea. But I'm sure, like you said, there's got to be way better, more accurate ones. It's just that was the first thing I thought of. Okay, so I, I will also start with Ian. So for Ian, I actually chose a very long the, the same route as you did. I chose the Fixer from Captain America and the oh, Avengers. Okay, He has Perplex, and when he uses it, he can choose a modifier for all friendly characters in the four squares and line of fire. So I'm like, that's kind of editing E stuff. The assembled bolts and masters, I guess, we're kind of ignoring here. But I like the TK as like director stick is what I would call his telekinesis. Um, I don't <laughs> like that. That was like the biggest things. Where I was like, I, I don't know, like the vibe of Fixer. I like yeah. for the vibe of Ian. The original choice I had was Elongated Man, which I just thought would be a funny <laughs> pick. But I'm like, the dial doesn't really fit, so I'm gonna choose long something limbs. else. I know, yeah. <laughs> just thought it was hilarious for. For myself, and I'll save Simi for last year. For myself, I chose Casey Jones. The This is a bit of a self-insert. Yeah, I'm aware. I chose the con-exclusive uh, black and white Casey Jones. I think his stats are more in line with what mine would be out of any Casey Jones. Like an 11 for 2 is fine. I like the idea that I start with defend 
and then my uh but he kind of has this pick a power where he like chooses like what's in his bag so this was my idea of like cosplay and like different random weaponry i might have just around is just me looking inside my cosplay and being like oh baseball bat ah golf club ah hockey stick all several things i have for cosplay to cosplay casey jones so i was like all right cool I'm like, yeah, I'd be a 17 defend the type of person I would think right away. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I was like, this this works well enough. For Simeon, I had a different pick for Simeon right away. For all of us, I had used to have, like, really low-cost characters. Like, I was like, realistically, this is what we would be. So when we were all around, like, the 30 to 40 point range, my first choice for Simeon was uh, Grasshopper because hey. I just wanted someone with, like, Leap Climb basically and i was like all right close combat expert okay for sure but i actually while scrolling through i was like oh no i love this so like simeon's thing isn't that he like he's like oh i'm the tattoo guy like simeon has probably like a regular person (laughs) amount of tattoos where you wouldn't be like oh that's the tattoo guy you know i'm the tattoo no it's so like it feels weird that I choose like tattooed man who's definitely like forehead tattoo, neck tattoo, both arms, full sleeves, full like body tattoos everywhere. So it's not like that aspect, but you do also like you're the only one of us that has tattoos like that just like fits a little bit. But he also yeah. has 10 speed leap climb top dial. I was like, oh, perfect. He fits that bill. That's what I need. For some reason, I'm just like, got to give Simeon leap climb. He always be up higher than most people. <laughs> but uh I like his his own form of like pick a power for being like different aspects as well, like a uh, his sin grafting attack power. Like lets him he can use blades, claws, fangs, in cap, quake, and telekinesis. So I'm like, all right, my bones are metal, and you know all this other stuff. And then he also has like his own like choose pick a power. So I think for the different simians in the multiverse of Dial H, uh, close combat expert for like a billion clicks bruce exploit weakness for indom wars or you could say that's also perplex for indom wars or something like that or maybe that's wanda simeon yeah uh, and then shape change and i just think shape change is good for uh, you could choose any of them but i do think shape change for batch rock is really funny i also think quake fits batch rock very well and obviously the leap climb also fits batch rock <laughs> really well and normal simeon so i think for choosing different roles and then just being like, okay, yeah, I'd say Simeon, sure. A little 10 speed leap climb, a little, little 17 super senses, nothing crazy. I don't know what he's doing with that two range, but uh, he's got it. Um, so, yeah, I like this is kind of a fun dial to have. So, yeah, that's that's who I chose for all of us. Oh, this is a fun exercise. Makes sense. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And if, if you enjoyed this and you you want to pick up one of these figures... Well, I'm not going to check for you, but you can check and see if they're available for sale at CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including the latest HeroClix singles and sealed products. Uh, Avengers 60th is going to be hitting pre-release soon, and then obviously after pre-release comes actual release, so keep an eye there, and use code DIAL5 to get 5% off. And then if you want to order directly from the WizKids store, you can go to shop.wizkids.com and use code DIALH10 to get 10% off your Heroclix orders. And like always, happy trails. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional.
Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like 100? Instant deadpan humor. Over how they, six uh, people think I am funny. I'm your Captain America. That was just you in a costume. You absolute fools. Zimmy will be able to edit that out, I'm sure. That's cool because it's expensive. I'm gonna make Hero Clicks like that forever. Are you kidding? <laughs> wow, wow, wow.